and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. And that's right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Best Seat in the House podcast. I'm your host, Rob Kramer, alongside, as always, my co-host, Daniel Bobo Curlin. And Dan, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I'm just like, I might be a little bit voice shot because I went nuts after that Mets win that walk-off RBI by uh, Eduardo Escobar. I mean, the guy said when he was... I recall earlier in the season when they're in, during an inter, during a post game interview after he had a bad game, he said he he had said that he was almost positive. I I don't remember exactly where what he said, but he said he hopes that he's able to give the fans to make up for this and give the fans something to cheer about. Well, Eduardo Escobar, you did exactly what you hoped you would have get to. Do during the season and in a big way in such a big spot during the stretch during that big playoff push and uh, now it's on to Atlanta this weekend a heavyweight fight I mean I'm gonna be at the edge of my seat um, I hope the weather I hope they'll be able to get the games in somehow the adult and whatever they need to do to get the game in, hopefully on time, no delays. Don't wimp out on this Atlanta because you don't want to face the Grom. Suck it <laughs> up. Heavyweight fight. Best against the best. The fans want it. I think make Robert Manfred, for the best interest of baseball, don't inter- don't make sure this game ahead happens on time, even if you need to move it to a neutral site. Because... This game needs to happen, and I'm I'm pumped for I'm pumped for that game on Friday without a doubt. I'll be I'll be at I'll be at home. I'll be watching that. I'll have my I'll be eating some pizza. <laughs> yeah, man. you know it's this this series coming up, man. It's going to be um you know obviously gigantic, but. It there would have been uh, an even more bigger level of panic heading into this series had the Mets not come back and won this game tonight. Because before we move on to Atlanta, let's look at the game tonight that you attended at City Field, where obviously the night before they lost the game to the the Marlins, uh, just a really tough loss for them to take. Carlos Carrasco once again didn't look good. The only thing they got offensively was a three-run homer from Pete Alonso. Lost the game. <clears throat> okay, you move on. Taiwan Walker comes out tonight. You know, didn't look that great. Put the Mets in a 4 nothing hole, even though, you know, three of those runs were from him. The fourth one came off Seth Lugo, uh, who also al- allowed the third run to score, but it was charged to Taiwan Walker. Um, and, you know, so they put themselves in a 4 nothing hole. They come back. They dig themselves out. And... Uh, all by one man. You mentioned him, Eduardo Escobar, the guy who, what a perfect quote that you pointed out there, Dan, um, you know, about how he wanted to give the fans a reason to cheer and, 
and how, uh, you know, he knew that he hadn't performed up to, you know, not only his potential, but what he was getting paid for. So, the, you know, the, the Mets went out and he was a pretty big acquisition for them at third base. And, um, you know, he, he's paying off big time this September. He's had uh, 25 plus RBIs. He's hitting 300. He's got six or seven home runs this month. He has been perfect. At, you know, and, and if you look at his numbers for the full season, they're not looking too bad now, right? Not looking too bad. I knew he'd kind of he'd kind of even out and uh, get get to where he hopes to be. He seemed he seemed to have he wasn't he seemed to I knew he wasn't going to be in such a slump for long, and it's worked out. And during that stretch run, they were going to get they're going to get it done when it really counts. And man, that ballpark it was the stadium was I was just rocking like I was. I was like, I near my voice is a little shocked as you can hear right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and it's understandable, man, because that's a big game, uh, and you know, it's a big swing in the standings. Because luckily for us, the Braves weren't able to uh, win tonight in DC as the Nationals walked them off, also in extra innings in the tenth. Um, so you know, just a big swing in the standings where the Mets kind of stumbled last night and blew their one-game lead. But luckily, the Braves stumbled tonight, and the Mets get it right back. And heading into this big series in Atlanta right now, you know, it it was really looking like the Mets were going to have to, you know, at least take two out of three and probably sweep. Um, you know, if, if they were behind a game, I mean, th- there was a point tonight where it looked like the Mets might be going into Atlanta behind a game. And... If luckily it just it just didn't work out that way. The Mets regained their one game lead, uh, you know, and head into this series in Atlanta with a much better statistically at least chance of coming out with the division title because now they have this one game lead, and not to mention they lead the season series nine seven. So with only three games remaining, if the Mets win one of these final three games against the Braves then they take the season series and thus get the tiebreaker. So it makes this series even bigger. Um, you, you know, one thing I did want to ask you tonight, Dan, because obviously there was just around 30,000 people there. Uh, there've been a lot of people talking about the attendance in September for the Mets. And um, what are your thoughts on that, man? Why do you think that uh, attendance really hasn't been too great for the Mets this September? Sure. I know most the weekends they seem to have gotten a lot larger crowds. Maybe it may have been a weekday night for all I know, but once it gets closer, let's see these last three games, I'm expecting there's going to be a large crowd, especially after we've uh, to hopefully make, make quick work against Atlanta. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely um understand what you're saying there but the thing that i think about is that it's also got a lot to do with the teams they're playing like sure i know that the um you know the the fans are pumped up and everything but just like you said are really forty thousand people going to show up on a weeknight to see the mets play you know the nationals are they going to show up to see the mets play the pirates like that you know on the weekend for sure and they've been there like you said they've had thirty five thousand plus 40,000, you know, a couple of times 
this month, you know, on, on the weekends and everything, but it's just been different during the week. And I think it's the quality of the opponent too. I think if the Mets had been playing a midweek series against the Braves, you know, like let's say a four game series against the Braves in the middle of the week, I think there would have been a much better showing in attendance than um, for, you know, the pirates. Right. Yeah, plus, plus that, I know for sure, when DeGrom's pitching, regardless of opponent, the stadium is going to be packed. So, that, that I know for sure. And I also know, of course, if, if, we, if it turns out how we hope we do during this weekend series, I know for sure the stadium's going to be packed for these last three games, especially depending how it works out. It could be that the series where the clincher happens. And That's but true. I, I do. I am going to be at the Monday and the the Wednesday game. Yeah, and there is a chance actually that the Mets um, clinch a playoff berth at one of those games. Um, just like you said, uh, or not a playoff berth. I'm sorry, but but the division title at one of those games, which would be the first time. The Mets have clinched, um, you know, anything actually at City Field. They've all, all of their clinching when they clinched, you know, on the road in Cincinnati. Um, then the Bulldogs playoff series, we clinched. I think even, of course, when of course the when we clinched the the first the first that wild card in 2016, it was on the road in Philly. Which, by the way, yours yeah. true present oh yeah i do you, you're right you, you were at that game i could tell you confirmed that the met fans took over broad street that day <laughs> and you know the the phillies are sputtering right now too a little bit they lost again tonight so the phillies are only up on milwaukee by a half game so things are getting real tight for that final spot in the wild card but you know just to i do want to backstep for a second because you did mention jacob de now, the news came out today that the Mets are shuffling their rotation a little bit for this weekend, where earlier this week they had originally scheduled Bassett to pitch on Friday, Scherzer pitch on Saturday, and, and uh, no, I'm sorry, it would be Bassett on Friday, DeGrom on Saturday, and Scherzer on Sunday night. But um, apparently now Buck Showalter announced tonight after the game that they're shuffling the rotation. Jacob DeGrom is going to pitch on Friday in Atlanta, and then you're going to have um, Scherzer on Saturday and Bassett is going to pitch the Sunday night game now. So, you know, a little shuffling of the deck by the Mets. Um, you know, back to Grom. What, what do you think? Like, what's your confidence level with Jacob DeGrom right now? Because some people are a little nervous. You know what it is? It's just some people, whenever they see the greats, I'm pretty sure people got maybe felt like this even when back in Mike, when Mike, Michael Jordan was in his prime. I'm sure people overreacted when he had when he had a bad game. Also, I'm not sure how big how how much they overreacted because I don't know how 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 fans react in Chicago. I don't know if they react the same way during these things when players struggle like they do in New York. But I'm guessing people were shocked a little bit. Maybe when my on maybe on a day during the time. I'm, I'm talking about during the time when Jordan was in the Bulls when he was in his prime, of course, that, that when he had, maybe if he had a struggle at a bad game. So 
people got to remember, every so often, even the greats have had a bad game. So calm down. Even, even though it's a little bit difficult to calm down for a Mets fan. I mean, you've seen that me. Calm, I'm a Mets fan. Yep, yep. <laughs> Very uh, true. Um, the greats, especially when they've had bad games, they usually bounce back in a big way. Right? Mm-hmm. Was he seemed like he handled it well having a bad game. He just, I feel like the Groms always had this demeanor that I really feel like I don't think he'll have a problem wanting to resign if he's given the offer that if Steve Cohen opens up that checkbook, I feel like we'll take the, the he'll take the money because I just feel like he he knows how to handle this. He's mm. old in New York. He seemed to have that demeanor from day one because he just got. His debut was in a big spot, a big rivalry game. I mean, against the Yankees, mm-hmm. it's regional sport, regional rivalries. Yeah, you know, I and I, I do seem to have that. He 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 pitched. He pitched. He he had an outstanding debut, except except for the the aside from the no decision part. True, true. And, you know, the, the thing about DeGrom, too, is, you know, we can worry about whether he's going to sign or re-sign or whatever. We can worry about that a little bit later. But, like, right now, I'm the, there have been moments where I've been concerned with DeGrom. I mean, um, I, I don't know if you saw a stat. There was a stat that uh, the 18th batter of the game, which normally, you know, you'd hit some point around the sixth inning, um, is just killing Degrom this year. The 18th batter that he faces is like seven for eleven or something like that with uh, four home runs and just it. It's a you know I used to take offense when people called Degrom a six inning pitcher because from 2018, 2019, um, and when he was healthy last year and and even 2020, that wasn't the case. You you could look down the list and see how many times Degrom hit seven, eight innings. You know, obviously nobody goes nine today, really. Um, you know, so the, there have been plenty of times where Degrom would be going seven, eight innings consistently. So I took offense to that, but I I worry if now with these injuries that he's had, you know, maybe his effectiveness is starting to wane after the fifth or sixth inning, what do you think of that? Do you, do you think that this is maybe him just trying to get back into things or? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel, I feel that's what it is. Cause he's because of how long it was since he had pitched in like a high leverage spot. I feel he's still trying to get, get he's he, He's getting there, but it, he, he's, he's still kind of trying to get there, but I feel it's probably he probably returned at the right time. That's gonna give him a little enough to hopefully be ready, be ready for the playoffs and and things. So I just feel he's maybe at a different stage and is a. I feel like sometimes some players they, they get they start getting going. Yeah, and you got to remember the Grom pitched his first game at twenty two. 
lot of others. So he's still getting in that rhythm, probably. Yeah, yeah no, you're you're definitely not wrong about that, man. I mean, you know, he's still realistically, like you know, you mentioned, if we're talking about from the beginning of the season, this is kind of like late May for Jacob Degrom right now. You know, maybe like early June. So he'd still be, you know, at the beginning in the the early stages of the season anyway. So that, that it's really going to come down to. Um, if he's going to be able to straighten himself out for the playoffs. I mean, let's let's be honest. The, the, la- the last two starts that DeGrom had, um, it's been very concerning uh, how he's blown the lead. I mean, the Mets gave DeGrom a 3 nothing lead against the Pirates. His last batter faced, he allows a game-tying three-run home run to O'Neill Cruz. Yeah, no, that's... That game, I feel maybe they left him in a little too long because it looked like he had thrown a lot of pitches that game. I agree. And I I was very, very surprised that Buck left him in to face Cruz there. And, you know, Buck's managing is something that we will discuss in a second, too, because Buck's managing over the last month is really starting to worry me. But, um, you know, when you look at, uh, at DeGrom, then the start after that, the Mets gave him another 3 nothing lead against the A's this time, and DeGrom got hit worse than I've seen him get hit in five years. The last time Jacob DeGrom had a start that bad was June of 2017 against the Texas Rangers in Texas. So it, it was a, you know, a monumental thing that DeGrom uh, got hit around that day you know, the way he did. It was uh, very concerning. He got lit up, uh, barely made it out of the fourth inning, could not locate anything. And you know what? I'll give DeGrom the benefit of the doubt, like you said. The best have their bad days. But now, on Friday night, we really have to see classic DeGrom. Seven innings, you know, none or maybe one run. You know, he he has to be, um, you know, Cy Young candidate Jacob DeGrom because the Mets really need him. This – uh. This series is is the season. The season's on the line. Because if you ask me, and and I, I, I guess I'll ask you now too, if you ask me, I think the Mets really need to win the division if we're going to talk about actually winning the World Series. Because the, the wild card spot that either the Mets or Braves are going to have is going to be a very, very difficult road to the playoffs in Talking about going to the West Coast, playing the Padres and the Dodgers, if you know if you get through the Padres, it, that, that's going to be a very very tough road facing the Cardinals and you know the Phillies or whoever it's going to be on our side is going to be much easier if you win the division. So, like I said, I think the Mets are going to have to win the division to have a serious shot at the World Series, or or at least a much better shot. Well, what do you think about that, Dan? I feel I feel like the Mets have shown that they've been able to rise to the top when they're facing the 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 tough competition. I feel they just there seems to be this thing that about them. But I still feel it will be early. It'll be an easier chance if we win a division. Also, bear in mind that if we do get a wild card, that wild card series will be at home. True. That 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 is very true. And that's definitely a big thing, but you're still going to end up going out west to face the Dodgers either way. I feel exactly. So hope, hopefully we just uh, 
we get this done and we'll much easier road a much easier road in the in the playoffs then hope and plus especially the fact that we'll have a couple of off days if we win the division I mean, yeah. we'll, no you're you're definitely right and those off days are going to be big especially with Starlin Marte looking like he's not going to be back anytime soon yeah I feel like he's he's Sterling Marte's pushing it maybe the beginning of the playoffs of anything yeah that's that's very surprising because the Mets delayed putting him on the IL and act like acted like that they were only doing so for precautionary reasons. And now we're looking at three plus weeks of him being gone. And boy, you just hope that he could at least like, even if it's not going to be this weekend in Atlanta, which it looks like it's not going to be at least if he can make it back for one or two of those Washington games, just to get a couple of at bats under his belt going into the, uh, the, the playoffs, but you know, uh, but there, I'm sorry, Dan, what were you going to say? I just know finger injuries are a little bit difficult to come come back. It's a little bit. I've even seen player. I even saw Carlos Delgado's career end with. A yeah, no, that's very true. And, you know, he said, he, I believe it was either today or yesterday that um, he still couldn't grip a bat or throw a ball. So if he can't do that, he's not much used to us right now. So he's just got to get healthy and, Let's just hope he heals quick uh, from, from this point on because it's, it's been a while right now. But uh, luckily, the Mets have still been trucking through. And uh, But there is one thing, too, that, that concerns me. And I've mentioned this on the show over the last month. Um, I have not been a fan uh, of a lot of the times or a lot of the way that uh, um, Buck Showalter has used Edwin Diaz. I think there have been a lot of times where there have been close games and, the, and they're down by one. And he brings in a guy like Joely Rodriguez or uh, Michael Givens or some of these other guys that have just been giving it up. Um, you know, Diaz um, definitely should have been in, in more games. He just went through a stretch where in like 20 days he appeared in four games. Ridiculous. Exactly. And I feel they kind of, I feel they may have, I, I'm, surprised, I'm lucky that he hasn't had too much rust, but they, Maybe he should have brought them even 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 in a even in a big game, even the blowout. They should have brought him in, and I yep. can tell you, Buck Walter, if there's a situation where we're one one away from clinching the division, regardless of the lead, you pretty much want Edwin Diaz to nail this down already, because no doubt about it. But for anyone pitching at that that bottom of the to nail down regardless of how big that lead is just those last three outs are a challenge and it's still a big spot high leverage spot so bring yeah. in trumpets by the way Atlanta don't steal our song that Timmy trumpet song that belongs to Edwin only that's true I mean come on Contreras Stop playing that crap. Everybody knows that's the Mets song. Even Timmy Trumpet said so. <laughs> but, you know, Dan, you know, there was another thing that I wanted to bring up, too. I mean, at the game tonight, because I noticed this when I was sitting home watching the game. I, I, I'm wondering if you were thinking the same thing while you were there. Um, you know, another decision by Buck that I didn't like was Taiwan Walker coming out and starting the sixth inning. Uh, I did not understand at all 
why Walker came out and started that inning, especially when he had such a hard time getting through the fifth. Then you, you come out and you try to squeeze a couple more outs out of him, and he walks the first batter that he faces. Now, that was, you know, nerve-wracking enough. Then De La Cruz is coming up, who already hit an opposite field two-run home run off of him, and he actually let him face him. Uh, I was shocked, Dan, that that even happened. I couldn't believe that with, with Seth, uh, you know, Lugo warming up in the pen, that he even let him face De La Cruz, much less start the inning. What were you thinking? Thing I like, uh, I feel like maybe Edwin. I, I feel like uh, the Bucks should have gone to the gone to the bullpen at that point. They may need. I mean, we we he was. I feel like uh, Tyron Walker. We were able to get all all we could we could that that night. All right, he seemed he probably was wasn't really his best, but it was still got us kept us in the game at least. Yeah, he did. Probably looked like he was going to be a five and fly night for for Walker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that third run, you know, I don't even blame Walker because he shouldn't have been out there. That third run, in my opinion, is squarely on Buck. And um, but you know, if if we're gonna knock him too, I do want to give Buck a little credit. Oh, what were you saying, Dan? One of Buck's better managing decisions up up there with the time he 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 actually. Agree to that, that suggestion from the from that from the from the assist from the assistant to the traveling secretary. We all remember that how that how that turned out. He actually <laughs> that suggestion that he made with the uniform material. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That was just as a as bad a decision that he made tonight. But you know what? If if we're gonna knock Buck though, let's give him a little credit though because. I was very happy to see when he made the lineup tonight that uh, he didn't start Darren Ruff because I thought that with a lefty on the mound that he was definitely going to start Ruff. And uh, luckily he didn't. Luckily he started Vientos. And Vientos had a couple of good at-bats. Uh, I've liked what I've seen out of Vientos. What do you think? I think so too. I feel like Vientos needed to get at-bats in there. He's a, I met the guy was hitting it in – I think he kind of like when he got promoted to AAA, he was kind of a little slow. But eventually, once he got the hang of the the pitching that he was going to be facing at AAA, which he 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 got going big time. And I feel the same thing was ha- is gonna would ha- is gonna happen in the majors once Vientos has gotten adjusted to the level of competition he's facing in the major. It's on and. We we could have a very key player that not just this year but even beyond, and it's 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 just gonna be a monster lineup, especially for probably most likely next at some point next year we're gonna see we're gonna see uh once Alvarez gets called up who's who's had a monster season in AAA I mean yeah, it's, right. The next couple of years as a Met fan, it's going to be very exciting. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Because I mean, just like you said too. Uh, obviously, Alvarez is the guy that, steal, that steals all the headlines, but also, don't, you know, don't forget about Brett Beatty, who's definitely going to be uh, on the scene over the next couple of years. 
and also you know like we said Vientos too so those are three good young guys definitely hope I hope baby recovers from this from that little little finger injury that was that was like a real bummer because that's that's always a challenge for a ball player to get that injury and the recovery's like oh it's it's just a lot of it's a lot of fight to recover from that injury, but kudos to these players who put up that fight to, and pull it off and get back going and somehow not miss a beat. He's, I mean, I mean, I mean these athletes are, I mean, they're incredible human beings to be able to pull that off. <laughs> Very true. Also, have to give credit to everybody who I've seen pulling off the fight. Especially when they've gone, I mean, if I mean, have had injuries and stuff. I mean, I feel like even even though my mother still sometimes, you know, he did suffer unfortunately when the when the COVID lockdown when they closed down the PT places, that kind of maybe because of some some of the decision deeming those services not essential, helping my that maybe a little bit my mother trying to. Hopefully, hopefully recover and uh, you know recover. You know, you know the recovery process, which sometimes maybe takes long, takes years. Just trying to make sure that that they'll they'll hold up. That it's a it's a it's a fight, regardless of an athlete. I've been having injuries. Yeah. I, there's plenty of people. I mean, even at even at my job, I know some people who've gotten hurt and stuff. So, oh, I yeah. mean, you know, and and one guy that I do want to give credit to, um, for coming back from an injury. You're right too. Talking about the Mets was, uh, you know, Drew Smith. Let's give him credit, man. That guy came into the game tonight in the tenth with the runner on second, and you know, to be honest, when he came in, and I do like Drew Smith, but he's been a little up and down lately. The the guy got out of it one two three stranded that runner. Uh, I mean, you got to give him credit for that, right? I got to give him credit for that, all right. I mean, he's. I feel like he's the one that's going to be bounced back. I mean, I just like it's gonna be. It's gonna be rising to that challenge. I feel like it's. It's gonna be big. I mean, cue that. Going to this game, might as well cue that music from uh from the karate song. I'm talking about, right? <laughs> two shots sing it, but you you if you've watched the Karate Kid before, you know you you know the song. Right? Exactly, exactly. So hey, man. I mean, now, uh, you know, just like the just like you mentioned the Karate Kid song. That's what it's coming down to for for this weekend, man. You're the best around, you know. The, this is what is what's gonna come down to. It's 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 a just like you mentioned earlier too. It's a heavyweight fight now. Three rounds, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and whoever comes out on top is probably gonna be division champ. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Strike first, strike hard. I, I forget what it is. It's this. I think it's a straight. Strike fast, strike hard. No mercy. <laughs> Cobra Kai. I love it. This one I did want to start with the Yankees real quick because uh you know they did clinch the AL East last night. So uh, you know, good job to the Yankees. They've had a really strong season. Um lucky for them because the Mets, who have a 
better record than the Yankees still haven't clinched our division. So, you know, there's that. Um, but the Yankees have had a very good division, uh, you know, and, and a very good year. No doubt about it. The, the AL East has been very strong. And, um, you know, so tip of the cap to the Yankees for finishing it off. Uh, and then obviously the other big news about the Yankees is Aaron Judge hitting 61 tonight, ties the Yankee team record, ties the AL record because, uh, you know, the other guys that went crazy um, all were in the National League with Bonds, Sosa, and McGuire all playing for the Cardinals, Giants, and Cubs. So he tied the, the American League record tonight, Dan. Um, what do you think about that? I bet he 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 tied and he's officially holds the clean record. I think I, I remember someone said that called it a clean record. I think Billy Crystal called it the clean record. Yeah, I re- you're right about that, man. Hundred percent. That that is the clean record, and but and by the way, I did find out. I found out that that home run happened. I think somewhere between innings, I just looked to check the seat to see if it happened, and it did. And I just, I took a look at the video quick of, of it, the footage of it, and uh, just went back, back to what to watching the Mets game and uh, take take taking glances on my phone to make sure the Braves were losing. <laughs> but, Braves had lost seconds before that walk-off happened. If I, if I remember, King, because I remember like shortly after I saw that, and I just I closed that screen on a on, on my phone of the Abbott MLB app, and when and I just went nuts. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was a good win. Hopefully, we still carry that mojo into the into the. Into the weekend, yeah, with the Braves. But you know, st- sticking with the Yankees now, though, you know they uh, they did do something a little interesting tonight. You know, Judge obviously hit that big bomb and everything. But did did you see that? Because the rest of the games for the season don't really matter. That um, the Yankees made Anthony Rizzo the co-manager for tonight's game. With Aaron Boone, like with Boone's approval, and he was the co-manager for tonight's game, and according to Aaron Boone, was included in decision making. Yeah, so I don't, I don't mind that when there's like not much that you know they they've already clinched, you know they've they've gotten as high as a seat as they could. So I would, it was, but and I. And I only just heard about this right now because I didn't get a chance to catch up with everything. Because mm-hmm. I just, I think I remember when I was as soon as I got off the train, as soon as I got off the subway, and I'm just, I board that bus to the rest of the way home. I was probably I was watching maybe some of the some of them some of the, I was watching like little highlights from the from, from the Met game. I wanted to see what the what the lesson why Cole was like. Also love love how the SNY shows that little the Gary Cohen cam when <laughs> and and to I don't know if to a lesser degree, but I also see yes networks but or I met the Yank they, I bet they they the, the the fan is doing a similar thing with John Sterling. So I oh, kinda, are they doing with Sterling too? Yeah, yeah, they do it with Sterling because I see some Yankee fans retweet it. So I have seen that they they do that, and 
be thanks to freaking Anthony Cumia and Jim Norton. I, I, I freaking laugh. I speaking of, speaking of speaking of Yankees announcers. I, I gotta tell you this little funny story. When I went to Boston, what the one one time I had been to Boston, right? Me and my sister, right? It was like never anything. We were just buying some. We were we, we went to liquor store to get something, right? So we're we're asking if you know you know I forgot what it was saying my so where my sister wanted right the woman this woman she she sounded like best way to describe that her voice she sounded like Susan Waldman and the whole time I'm holding my breath trying not to laugh to 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 to, to humiliate myself and upset the the woman at the liquor store to the point that my sister can't purchase. You know, maybe I don't want it to the woman in the liquor store, right? Yeah, I'm just, of course. I'm in a store, right? As I'm, as I'm just grabbing whatever I'm getting for myself, you know what I mean, right? And as soon as I, me and my sister walk out of the liquor store, we're just, remember that episode of Beeps and Butthead, No Laughing? Yes. You remember that? That's what it, that's what me and my sister looked like when we walked out of that liquor store. Like she had a kind of Boston accent. I classify there's like different variations of the Boston accent for what I've seen. And I'd as the Susan Waldman, that, that woman at the liquor store had, and we're just dying laughing. <laughs> As soon as we walk out of that liquor store, and that's what it looked like that episode of Beeps and Butthead when we walk out of that liquor store. Were you just dying laughing as soon as you walk out that door? <laughs> okay, like I, I'm finally like I just a shy relief. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also laughing because she noticed she, she 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 saw the look on my face that I'm trying not to laugh. Like uh, she knew laughing at this woman. Yeah. And you can tell Susan Waldman's voice. That's uh, it's the worst voice in sports. That that's what that woman at the liquor store sounded. That's what her voice sounded like. The best way to <laughs> terrible, terrible. Oh man, we're just bragging. We're just la- <laughs> it was just it was just so funny. Me, yeah, but but it's just, although I. Uh, I still have to give. I still have to give, give a. Sh- I I gotta say hi to some friends in Boston because I every time I've been to Boston, they're 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 they're, they're, they're good people. My friends out there, mm-hmm. So some some good friends of mine have Boston accents. Just to remind you, <laughs> very true, very true. And speaking of accents, let's give a uh, shout out to one of our fans that you met at the game tonight, right? How about Baron? Yep, yep, but Baron, I found he 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 why he. He just saw he was sitting not far from where I'm sitting, so he got to he got to he got from coming all 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 the way from uh from down under. He got to see get a taste of what baseball is like in in, in the Big Apple, and got to see crazy Mets fan Bobo <laughs> watching a Mets game with Bobo. It's like going to the Statue of Liberty. It's a New York tradition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He got to, he got, he got to see what that's like. <laughs> 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 oh 
One day I could return a favor and visit and maybe pay him a visit out there one day. So hopefully when hopefully someday these the the, the airline prices get go down because they've gotten it's just gotten way too high that I couldn't even afford going to I couldn't even afford I couldn't even afford taking a flight this weekend to Atlanta, the Ten Atlanta series, which by the way would would have been that would have been a nightmare because of the weather yeah very true man i mean luckily you know with this weather you know you never know uh with the, with down there let's just hope they get those games in period so let's uh just let's wrap up with the uh with football real quick dan um well, you know what did you see out of the uh, giants this week um i mean they ended up dropping the game uh tough fashion uh to, to the cowboys on monday night um but you know i don't think the, the cowboys a lot of people didn't give Cooper Rush and the Cowboys defense enough credit. And, uh, you know, the Giants just didn't come out on top. Uh, you know, what did you think about that game? Also, I feel maybe there was some, there was a lot of bad referee. Also, also, I really feel like there was too many drop passes that could have made a big difference. And also, the thing that really hits really bad is the Sterling Shepard out for the season. Oh, I was like, I, 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 I'm sur- I'm surprised I didn't smash my remote after that <laughs> that yeah. that inter- game. What what wasn't wasn't really, I, I wasn't really happy after that one, and hope hopefully we bounce back on this on that one, that next week but that was really that was a frustrating game yeah and, you, know, you, you get the bears next week and i have to say and i say one thing that the metlife stadium turf on the scheiser list <laughs> well you know one thing i will say about that that game too against the cowboys is first off, you really have to give the Cowboys defense credit because their defense is really, really strong. And and also, I will say on the bright side for the Giants that Daniel Jones played a pretty decent game. He he had that one interception, but that interception wasn't really even his fault because his receiver fell down. So uh, that was, you know, I, I'd say that was a pretty clean game from Daniel Jones. So if you want to take something good out of it, I think that's something that, that you could build upon. Yep. Build upon that. And like I said, also that turf in MetLife stadium might be on the Scheisser list. <laughs> About it. Maybe that maybe whoever's in charge of the stadium, maybe during the off season, a switch to net natural grass. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, th- th- that turf has always been crap. You're right. Got the money and resources to to maintain it. So so get some. You might might have to switch to natural. Hopefully, hopefully they don't screw it up like the last time the they had natural grass in the Meadowlands. I remember, I remember one time they did that and it kind of I don't know what happened was maybe that the field sometimes they were able they were had a hard time keeping the field in shape to the point that they had to switch to this field turf that's similar to the stadium that's similar to the surface that 
that you see used in the current Home of the Giants. They were they they had originally started using it at the the at the last couple of years of Giant State. So hopefully they may be realized. Maybe yeah, might be a little bit more difficult to maintain, but maybe natural grass. And besides, you'll uh, you'll you'll also be able to hire a grounds crew, and uh, there'll be some there'll be some uh, work for some people. You know, like uh, you know, maybe you've helped out the economy a little bit by <laughs> that'll be able to ha- be able to. Be able to put food on the table because they're because they'll because they'll, 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 they'll be working that they'll be grounds. At me. Yeah, very true, man. Very true, and you know, so they get the uh, Bears next week, and um, you know, we'll 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 see where it goes from there. Um, you know, they're in pretty good position. They they did a good job so far. They won two out of the three games, so that that they're where they need to be. Um, you know, tell you. Uh... The uh, Sunday, it's gonna be a lot for me because the, the the Giants game and then hopefully it goes up playing the Mets game at night, the Sunday game. Mm-hmm. Probably, and I'm probably gonna watch this one that that one day, but I'm gonna have the NASCAR race on VR because I do have the NASCAR and DV with something. Then I'll watch, but I'll probably have to watch that Monday. You have to have that work. But <laughs> very true, and worth watching. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, you get get a Mets win in a in a same day. Yeah, that's true. And uh, the the other team playing that day is uh, my team, the Jets. And uh, you know, I'm just gonna do real quick on them because uh, we're we're just about out of time here. But um, the the Jets, you know, they ended up losing 27-12 on Sunday. Joe Flacco looked like crap. Uh, the rest of the team looked like crap. Garrett Wilson got hurt, uh, took that shot to the ribs. I don't know if you saw that. That was a little um, worrying when I saw that. But luckily, he came back to the game. He played pretty good. Um, you know, and now uh, Zach Wilson's back next week, Dan. So uh, the Jets just got to hope that he stays healthy and that they see growth out of him over the next few weeks, right? Exactly. Hopefully they've, uh, he takes that next step forward. Uh, Zach Wilson takes that next step forward. Cause I feel like for the jets this year might be a building block year. Uh, yeah. That they, they, uh, get, have a decent year and carry that momentum into next year. Yeah. Very true, man. You're right. And I just hope that, uh, you know, that they can at least uh, be competitive this year. And it's all going to start this Sunday uh, in Pittsburgh, which is never going to be easy. But luckily for the Jets, TJ Watt is out of the game. And uh, that Pittsburgh defense has only mustered two sacks in the two weeks he's been out. So uh, good good break for the Jets, and hopefully they can take advantage of it. Um, yep. Yeah, you know, and, uh, and just to finish up too, uh, you know, we got uh, – preseason hockey starting up with the Rangers beating the Islanders and then losing in overtime to Boston. But we will get into more of that next week as we're going to be getting real close to opening night on October 11th. So uh, we'll, we'll take a little bit of our time next week and talk a lot of hockey. Cause that's going to be fun. And me and Dan love our hockey. So, uh, you know, then uh, be, before we get out of here, do you have anything that uh, you, you like to plug? 
definitely got to plug my my Twitter, Bo, Bobo one zero three NYC. Also, Bobo seven on on YouTube. Also, at the end of this show, of course, you're going to see a video that looks like something I filmed on my phone because it, you're you are going to see a video I literally filmed on my phone. Posted on twi Twitter and uh, Facebook and Instagram, like I just posted this vid film, this video, like literally as soon as the Mets had won that game, and <laughs> literally it was, it was just me. Like I just felt after there that game, I just felt it was would work really good for the show today to have a little reaction to me after the game. So. Uh, you're going to see exactly how I reacted post-game after the Mets just came, came up, ended up successfully pulled off a come-from-behind win in extra inning. It's pretty much how I just – it's spontaneous. Yeah. <laughs> My voice is a bit shot during this week's episode of Best in the House. <laughs> Yeah, mine too. And that was just from being at home. You're right, buddy. And uh, that was a great win and a great reaction to it. Everybody loves a Bobo Mets instant reaction. So, um, you know, and and before we get out of here, what was that, Dan? You're here and you're going to you're about to see if you haven't seen it on Twitter. You're about to see it right here, that video. That's right. And, and before we get out of here, you can also check my Twitter out at my last name, Kramer and why. And you can also check out the uh, best seat in the house Twitter account at bsith underscore podcast. Also check us out on Instagram at best seat in the house podcast. So uh, thanks once again for everybody tuning in. Um, you know, I'm Rob Kramer. This is Daniel Bobo Curlin, uh, best seat in the house podcast once again. And before we get out of here, we're going to take a look at Bobo at city field. We'll catch you next week. That's what baby. That's what baby. We want baby. We won! We won! First place pictures! Bring it on, Atlanta! You're next, Atlanta! You're next! We're ready! We're ready to kick your ass!